The views expressed on this program are solely those of the speaker and do not reflect the views and opinions of Centennial Securities. Be reminded that this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Happy Friday! Welcome to the Weekly Investment Podcast, where we discuss the week's must-know investment news and how it affects your money. I am your host, Walter. This week, we discuss Elon's Twitter deal, recession risk, and dividend investing. It's been another exciting week in the investment world, so let's crack right into the news. A $44 billion offer to buy Twitter has been accepted by the company's board of directors. In a securities filing that was made public, Elon Musk detailed how the deal will be financed. Investment bank Morgan Stanley and a group of other lenders are offering to pay $13 billion. $12.5 billion in additional money will be secured by loans secured against Tesla stock and $21 billion in cash will be used to pay for the rest of Twitter's equity. Elon Musk tried to negotiate with Twitter by using Twitter. Musk sent several tweets saying that he may take his bid directly to the company's shareholders in what is called a tender offer. A tender offer is a hostile maneuver in which an outside party circumvents a company's board by asking shareholders to sell their shares directly to them. For now, the board and Musk are working out the details together. Twitter stock is trading about 10% below the announced buyout price, suggesting there is still considerable doubt that the deal will get done. Why is this? Arguably, the biggest concern is Tesla. The electric vehicle maker's stock has fallen around 20% since Musk revealed his stake in Twitter, perhaps because Musk may have to sell shares to fund his side of the purchase. Remember, he is offering $21.5 billion of his own money. If Tesla bounces back, likely if the Twitter deal falls through, the $40 billion of recouped wealth would more than make up for the $1 billion break fee that Musk is on the hook for should the deal with Twitter fall through. China is also a concern. China accounts for half of Tesla's production, as well as a quarter of its revenue. Twitter is often at odds with the Chinese government on free speech, and China could make life difficult for Tesla if a Musk-owned Twitter does not comply with government policy. For Musk, a self-professed free speech absolutist, that's a tough position to be in. A growing number of forecasters now believe a recession is on the horizon as the Federal Reserve raises interest rates to combat the highest inflation in more than 40 years. This seems at odds with an economy looking strong by many measures. 
Employers have added nearly 6.5 million jobs in the last 12 months, and unemployment has fallen to around 3.5%. But it's that strong economy, and particularly the hot labor market, that has some economists' concern. As employers scramble to find scarce workers, they're bidding up wages, and that's helping to push inflation a little bit further above the Fed's target of 2%. Quote, we regard it as highly likely that the Fed will have to step on the brakes even more firmly and a deep recession will be needed to bring inflation to heel. End quote, according to Deutsche Bank economists in a report published to clients on Tuesday. Other experts believe recession fears are overhyped given the strength of the U.S. economy and the likelihood that inflation has peaked. The U.S. added 1.7 million jobs over the first three months of 2022, and consumer spending has been resilient despite the high price growth. Thanks in part to those wage increases we talked about earlier. The timing of a recession is impossible to predict. What is clear is that the Fed is having a hard job to both combat inflation and keep the economy steadily growing, what is known as a soft landing. As rates are primed to take off, we'll continue to watch this story and how it affects your money. Dividend investing is one way to build wealth in a diversified portfolio. What are dividends and how can you use them to your benefit? When a company makes a profit, it has to decide what to do with the money. It can reinvest those profits back into the company in an effort to keep growing. It can pay down its existing debt or it can return profits to shareholders in the form of a dividend. Mature companies with predictable cash flows tend to pay dividends. Dividends are paid on a per share basis and are represented as a percentage yield. Most companies pay dividends quarterly according to a fixed schedule, but dividends can be paid semi-annually or even annually. Dividends are not guaranteed. They can increase, decrease, stay the same, or end completely. I've seen inexperienced dividend investors often make the mistake of buying stocks with the highest dividend yields. While high-yield stocks aren't necessarily bad, keep in mind the risk-reward trade-off because high yields can be a result of a stock's price falling due to the risk of the dividend being cut. This is what is known as a dividend yield trap. To avoid falling for a yield trap, consider these recommendations. Avoid buying stocks solely based on dividend yield. Compare a company's yield to its peers. If it's significantly higher, then that could be a sign of trouble, not an opportunity. Look at payout ratios to gauge a dividend's sustainability. Also, 
Look at a company's dividend history. Have they increased the dividend over time? What have they done with dividends recently? Study the company's balance sheet, including debt, cash, and other assets and liabilities on the books. Also, consider the company and the industry itself. Is the company's business at risk? Maybe from competitors, changes in demand, pending regulation, or a disruptive technology. Lastly, if a yield looks too good to be true, it very well could be. A wise man once told me that, quote, more money has been lost reaching for yield than at the end of a gun, unquote. Focusing on dividend growth or a company's ability to increase its dividend often proves the most sustainable investment option. Most dividends or most dividend paying stocks, excuse me, pay qualified dividends, which are taxed at a rate of 0 to 20%, depending on your tax rate. That range is significantly lower than the ordinary income tax rates. Most dividends qualify for this lower tax rate, but some dividends are classified as ordinary or non-qualified dividends and are taxed at your tax rate. Several kinds of stocks pay high dividend yields, but may come with higher tax obligations because of their corporate structures. The two most common are real estate investment trusts, or REITs, and Master Limited Partnerships, also known as MLPs. There's a misconception that dividend stocks are only for retirees or low-risk investors. This is definitely not the case. Dividend stocks are a great fit for any portfolio as they can help you build a diversified mix of investments. One aspect of dividend investing is to determine how you want to reinvest those dividends. What are the benefits of reinvesting dividends? A primary reason to reinvest dividends is that by doing so, that allows you to buy more shares in that company and increase your wealth over time. Here's an example. If a person invested $1,000 into the S&P 500 in March of 1982, all the way through March of 2022, over that 40-year period, if they had not reinvested their dividends, their $1,000 investment would be worth $36,945. However, if they reinvested those dividends back into the companies that paid them, their $1,000 investment would be worth $97,881. So, reinvesting dividends is more likely to increase the value of your investment than if you took that money as cash and spent it elsewhere. When should you not reinvest dividends? There may be times to take the cash payment instead of reinvesting back into the companies that paid those dividends. Maybe you are close or even in retirement 
and those additional cash payments could be used to supplement your income. Or maybe you want to diversify your portfolio and instead of reinvesting those dividends back into the companies that paid them, you reinvest them into other areas that will help you have a better mix of investments. Depending on your time horizon and risk tolerance, dividends could be a good way to meet your investment goals. Thanks to Justin for keeping the conversation going. Join us next week when we review the reaction to corporate earnings, including those from tech giants Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, and others. Tune in next Friday for that and much, much more. Thank you for listening, and please have a nice weekend when you get there. Talk to you next week.